How long until season two turns into a hot mess? I don't know, Fran, but something seems to have come between us. <laughs> and her Hi name there. is her name is Christy Ann. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. All right. So we decided we made we made a few modifications to season two of Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. And where I did all the research last time and quizzed Tom, you did all the research as our producer this season, and you're going to quiz us. And we decided to, since we always kind of argued, not argued, over what questions, over who should ask or what I should give, there's five givens that you're going to give us. Yep. And then Tom and I will each get to ask one question. Mm -hmm. All right. So go ahead. And it's going to be the same givens every episode, right? Every episode. All right. What do you got? So first thing, our favorite thing, wetland indicator status. It's facultative. All right. It's going to be 10 to 15 foot tall, 8 to 10 foot wide, being a evergreen. Wait, wait, hold on. Sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Eight, 8 to 10 high? 8 to 10 wide. Wide. And how tall? 10 to 15 tall. I'm out of practice. I'm not even keeping notes. I'm, memori- okay. I'm remembering. Right. Yeah, I'm writing notes. I'll never remember this because I'll ask the same question over and over. All right. It, it is an evergreen shrub, but it sometimes is classified as a tree. Okay, uh, that changes uh, things. Yeah. Me. All right. And it's native from New Jersey to Oklahoma and Texas and south through Mexico to Central America. And it's even in the Caribbean. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> I wanted to start nice and tough. Yeah. Wow. Uh, all right, so it's an evergreen shrub that gets ten to fifteen foot tall. Now, I I might have missed this. Was because one of the questions that helps us but doesn't help anyone yeah. else is if we grow it or not. Did you answer that already? Did you we, do no. we do not grow. We do not grow. But that's means, your question, uh, then. That's your question. Oh, I didn't know that counted as much. I thought that yeah. was going to be a given. No, it's if not we a given. It or not. It's not. Well, that doesn't See, help that's anyone what... else. <laughs> I have another question. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Um, does it produce a type of fruit? It produces a fruit, but it's not something consumed by humans. Okay. All right. Um, I don't even know what question to ask. Um, but it goes down to the Caribbean is what – and that we don't grow it. I'm not going to know this at all. All right. Um, but it's an evergreen <clears throat> shrub that we don't grow. Um Boy, we're starting off tough. This yeah. is going to be a long season. I, I got to come up with some kind of question. Um, is it conifer evergreen or is it broadleaf evergreen? Broadleaf evergreen. All right. I have a guess. It's not right, but I have a guess. I'm going to let you guess first because I don't have a guess. Um, I want to see I'm what just, you say. I'm leaning towards it being a rhododendron of some uh, some uh, type. And Christine, you, it looks like you're shaking no, your head. No, um, I was. I'm still going to go with uh, rhododendron atlanticum. Is that one evergreen? I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> I, have no idea. I don't. We don't grow it, so I don't know it that well. Uh, see, I wish I would have asked a different question. Um, Can I give one more hint and Tom guess again? Sure, give one more hint. So it is of the genus. We do grow another species of this genus on the nursery. All right. Is it uh, is it an ilex? It is not. 
Am I supposed to guess yeah. again now? If that um, helped any. All right. Uh, about, I, no idea. <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What? Wait, wait. Is it a, is it a Morella? That was going to be my next guess with all some right. kind of Morella, like, or Morella's, was it Serifera? Is the, uh, America Serifera? The Witch's Wax is. Myrtle. Wow. Yeah. Not too. I freaking knew it. <laughs> I, I was literally going to guess that, too. You're listening to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. Welcome back to Season 2, uh, first episode of A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. I am Fran. And I'm Tom. And we're joined by our producer, Christiane Goodenough. Thank you for joining us today. Today's plant is Morella serifera, which is southern wax myrtle. It's also called southern bayberry, candleberry, bayberry tree, and tallow shrub. The thing that throws me off a little bit was it was something that we grew up until like two years yeah. ago. So I think you were kind of given a little false information there. Yeah. And then <laughs> I I was thinking about Bayberry uh, Morella Pennsylvanica because uh, I used that on the the Buzz episode that we're recording today but has not <laughs> released. Uh, it will have released it by this time, but this is the matrix that we live in here. It's a world where things haven't happened yet, but they're going to have happened by the time people <laughs> consume this. And it's not in the order that we're actually doing things. But so, yeah, I was just like, I wonder what a, a Caribbean evergreen is. And, and, and I was like, I bet it's something in the Morella family. No, it's, yeah, it's the Myracaceae family, which mm-hmm. is the Bayberry family. I, you know, have you, I think it's really only, and you did the research on this. I don't know if you remember, Christiane. I think it's only really native to southern, like coastal New Jersey, yeah, definitely like Cape May County, like we're somewhere very northern border. Yeah, because it's it's the reason why we stopped growing it was because it was really marginally hardy mm-hmm. here, and it, it generally has to go south, and and a lot of our product goes north. Not that that matters to any of our our listeners, but <laughs> this um, I see it does occur in two forms, so it, it can occur like a shrub in a drier, sandier error area, uh, and if it hits. Like damp, rich soils, it will get bigger like a tree, uh, and it will get li- bigger leaves as well, which I, I wasn't aware of that. I'm, I'm typically more aware of that in a sandier environment, so that was kind of kind of good. So if you're curious about what it looked, we, we already established that it's a broadleaf evergreen. It's uh, alternate landular leaves that are long and have a leathery, leathery texture and serrated edges. And the leaves are actually a little aromatic, uh, mm-hmm. kind of like most bayberry are. And with, one of my my favorite descriptors of uh, is what the pequent pequent pequent. I love that as a descriptor. <laughs> I'm uh, thinking about it. I don't remember what it means, but, <laughs> but I do like that that word as an adjective. Uh, but it does have the distinguishable handsome gray bark, uh, almost white on some plants. It is dioecious. So, uh, Christiane, what is dioecious? I'm throwing you under the bus here. Do you Stop. remember? I can never cute. The parts are on separate plants. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, I always get confused. I, I do. Like, <laughs> yeah, monoecious. So like a monocycle both, or monocle. There's one of them. But you could look at it and say like monoecious means both both it's male and female on the same yeah. plant. But you could also look at it and say it's mono only is only one. one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's not what it actually means. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, monoecious means that they're both the uh, reproductive plant or reproductive parts are on the same plant. Dioecious means that you have male and female plants. Yeah. So the the question that I wish I had asked was if it flowered, because I was thinking conifer and 
and I didn't think about it, but the male flowers have three or four four stamens and are surrounded by short bracts. The female flowers develop in the fruit, which are globular and surrounded by a natural wax-like coating, and it does bloom like late winter. Yeah, and that was where I was going with my fruit question, and then I just completely changed my (laughs) mind and said something different. But, oh, man. So it does get bluish-white droop that matures in clusters on short stalks and lasts through the winter, Uh, and it tends to sucker, sometimes forming sizable colonies in – and if you get the the optimum growing conditions, so uh, full sun to part shade, uh, with no real serious insect or disease problems, uh, you, you can sometimes you may have to worry about leaf anthracnose or leaf mosaic. But typically, if you have it in the right conditions, you're not experiencing any any of any of those issues at all. Uh, it is a successional plant, uh, one of the first plants to colonize an area, and uh, after less damaging fires, new shoots will regrow from below the ground. So, yeah, which we talk about on our our uh, native plants of the planet podcast, how beneficial fire can be to landscape. So it's cool to see that this is one that responds well to that. One of my favorite things, the wildlife value. Yes, uh, the fruits are eaten by bluebirds, catbirds, myrtle warbler. Makes sense. Wax myrtle, war- myrtle yeah. war- war- myrtle warbler, war- <laughs> warbler. I'm not a I'm not a birder um, or an ornithologist. Uh, the brown thrasher, northern bobwhite quail, and wild turkey. Uh, the seed is eaten by the Carolina wren and tree sparrow during the winter. It's a larval host for the banded hair streak and the red banded hair streak, and uh, and then there's a lot of human interest yep. for this kind of plant too. Yeah, completely. Like when you think of bayberry, you, you have to think of candles. Uh, I think that's a pretty typical candle. So southern bayberry's fruits are a traditional source of the wax for old fashioned Christmas decorations called bayberry candles. Uh, the wax was extracted. Uh, by boiling the berries and skimming off the floating hydrocarbons, I feel technical yeah. saying that. <laughs> this is this is literally what I'm talking about on the buzz later <laughs> when we record this. Thing. So people are already going to heard about the wax. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. Yeah. So and but there's also I know this interests you. There's also some Native American and colonial use mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. So uh, early settlers of the United States and Native Americans used to use this plant to treat fevers, dysentery, convulsions, colic, palsy, diarrhea. That's on every list. Um, Either it causes it or it stops it, uh, but we sometimes don't know. And then bleeding gums. So, And then from a landscape perspective, you'll find it today used for screens, hedges, landscaping, and wetland gardens, uh, habitat habitat restoration. And and I see that the honeybees leave and make – Honey out of the That's flowers. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. So if you're looking at taking out an invasive or a non-native in your yard and putting this one in, just remember that range. It is a little bit more of a southern plant, but great substitution for privet, uh, which is invasive in in, in many states. Uh, you can use this to hedge. You get a nice good height. It does stay evergreen. But you know, and to me in the winter, it does drop some of its sheds. Uh, the mm-hmm. same way like a southern magnolia might, yep. uh, magnolia graniflora, you get it north enough, you get that shed. But I think that's a great replacement for an invasive. Yeah. And the big question is, would you put it in your yard? Uh, yes, I would. In fact, I was thinking about it, but I was probably not going to use uh, – probably not going to use this at the end of the day. I'll probably lean towards more uh, northern bayberry, which yeah. is Morella pensylvanica. Yes. Um, more just, semi-evergreen, yep. a little – a little yep. shorter, but you can get away with it if it's in a protected space. Mm-hmm. Like I think you can, you can get it. Yeah. Now, Christiane, who's going to be, I think, our biggest. Uh, like I see her; she's going to be the next one. Someone writes an article <laughs> about about what they do with their lawn. 
because she's. Oh yeah. I have a feeling she would say yes to all of it. Um, <laughs> but are you putting it in your lawn or in your property? I don't think so. Just because I don't have a need for a, that low shrub. Maybe in the front beds, it's tough though. That's kind. I don't of, have. It's kind of big in I'm the front in a bed. Very shaded area. So okay, I I would. It personally, it doesn't fit on my property mm-hmm. or wouldn't wouldn't live or survive. But I, if I had the right property, it would definitely be part of my landscape. Yeah, I just love the smell. I do too. It's, it's something I was again working with Morello, Pennsylvania, the other day, and it's just like, oh man, this smells so good. And so for, that's why I would include it, just because you have a good fragrance that comes with it. For for some of our listeners that may com- be confused by us saying Morella and Bayberry, there was a name change. The genus was changed from Mirica. To Morella uh, a few years back, so it's also referred to as Mirica yep. uh, serifera. So, and I would, yeah, I would if I had the right conditions, I would put it on my property. I just don't. Yeah. So I think it's it's lightning round time. What are so it's at all? This is new season, so this is Christiane's going to quiz, quiz both mm. of us. So, are you telling us the answers after each one, or at the end? Are you going to say who the winner is? Probably going to tell you the answers after each one because there's a little elaboration on a couple of them. Okay. So. That they, doesn't sound very lightning no, round to me. No. It'll it, be quick. It, are they true and false? Right now they're true and false. All right. And how many are there? There's five. All right. So five, and we're going to do it after each one? I'll, I'll tell you. Do it I'll at the tell end. you that. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go ahead. I'm ready. True, false. Seedlings will establish with no intervention. Are we supposed to answer now, or do we write them down and then answer at the end? Uh, let's let's write them down. Okay. All right. Two, true, false. This species is perfect for confinement within pavement and locations near roads. All right. And you're making this not lightning. I know. I know. I know. The True, false. The roots fix nitrogen faster than legumes do. Okay. True, false. This plant is loved by deer and rabbits. Okay. And true, false. A common ID feature of the plant is yellow resinous glands. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So one is false. Oh, oh gosh. The I'm wrong. These nope. will right. not require without the removal of a waxy coating. Okay. That All makes right. Sense. That the does birds make sense. feed on the fruit and remove the, the waxy wax. coating. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm 0 for 1. Yeah. 0 for 1. I have a feeling I've got it. <laughs> All right. Two is true. The species is salt tolerant and perfect for mm-hmm. urban use. You know, I had true and I changed it because I'm like thinking that's really big, 8 to 10 foot wide if it's too mm-hmm. close. I was thinking size-wise, not salt tolerance. But that makes perfect sense. All right, 0 for 2. Did you get that one right, Tom? I got that one right. All right. Yeah. All right. Three is true. The plant's roots possess root nodules that harbor a symbiotic species of bacteria that fix it nitrogen faster than legumes. I did not get that I, one right. I did not either. I'm over three. Four. It's going to be a long season. Is false. Deer and rabbits typically avoid this plant, but in some regions may be browsed heavily in winter when there's nothing else. I, I know my deer and rabbits. So I got that one right. All right. Well, I've Tom's got me beat because I haven't gotten one right yet. <laughs> Tom's at least gotten two. And our last one is true. The plant is commonly 
ID'd with yellow resinous <laughs> glands. Did, friend, did you go Oprah? <laughs> you got a big goose egg? I got that's, a, you know what? <laughs> that's I liked as, it better when yeah, I just quizzed Tom. That's just as hard to do as getting every single one right, is getting every single one wrong. Um, it's a talent. But that, this is, I think this was a great start, and we kept it right now. We're at yeah. about 16 minutes, so we kept it at a good length, and uh, we're looking forward to continuing on with season two and – I, I like this format. Mm-hmm. You know, we're yeah. curious to see what everyone thinks, but I think we're continuing on with this. Yeah. And uh, just as a reminder, today's plant was Morella serifera, southern wax myrtle. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode. And until then, keep it native. Thank you for listening to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. Hey everyone, this is Fran. And Tom. And we just wanted to give you a quick reminder to tune in every Friday to our other podcast, Native Plants Healthy Planet. Yeah, so on Native Plants Healthy Planet, we dive into all different kinds of subjects revolving around native plants and our ecology and having a healthy planet. We have guests from uh, from colleges, from other podcasts, from different nonprofits we work with, even authors. It's a really good time. We hope you join us over there. Make sure you tune in, and until then, keep it native. <laughs>